Hello and welcome to the Restaurant Podcast, where we speak with chefs and restaurateurs from across the eating out sector on the key issues of the day. Today's podcast is a tech focus, with restaurants and pubs looking to reduce contact between customers and staff where possible. Is it now the time of order at table systems and technology that gives customers greater control and reassurance when eating out? I'm joined by Rupert Gutteridge, Chief Revenue Officer at digital ordering provider Audemo, to discuss the role of technology in a post-lockdown world. Rupert, there's been a lot of talk about tech at the moment in hospitality. I mean, what do you think the impact of the pandemic has had on the use of technology for ordering and payment systems across the hospitality sector for an operator and consumer perspective? So, um, so undoubtedly, the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, I believe, is, is has been the catalyst for the change that we have all been sort of expecting. So, um, you know, I, I know for, for certain that the the adoption of technology in, in restaurants, for example, in the in, funnily enough, in the US, from a, from a tablet kiosk perspective, is far higher than that of the UK. Um, so, uh, the, the UK has just been very slow to adopt the sort of the, the tablet and the, and, the, and, the, and the sort of ordering for, from a from a device. So you bring your own device, whatever. And and so this this absolutely has been that sort of a catalyst to to, to make that change. Um, and and it, it's really strange because it it's presenting a whole load of challenges. But obviously the the the, the first big impact is the fact that really this is putting the technology that we've always seen in restaurants or expect to use in restaurants into the hands of the sort of end customer and not the operator, which is a, a radical change. Mm. Systems will be built and used and, and, and designed and functionality and everything else. So really, um, you know, vendors like ourselves will be um, will be thinking of the consumer whilst we're a B2B supplier, really. We're effecting on, a, on the basis that we're a B2C. Uh, kind of company um, where the tech is built for the end user um, rather than the business that is um, looking to invest in this technology to provide customers with the reassurance that uh, you know it's operating in in the most appropriate environment. Sure. So um, so so yeah, that, that, that's probably the the biggest thing I would say. Um, uh, you know, and I suppose you could also say that the. The, the the tech in restaurants and everything else has been sort of um, fairly utilitarian. You know, it's very sort of um, designed for the staff in there. So there's, you know, usability and uh, functional design and everything else is not at the front of, of everyone's mind. Whereas now that we're designing applications that are used by the end customers, then it has to be sort of very... Um, functionally rich, but at the same time very simple to use, engaging, intuitive, and all of those things. So, um, yeah, it, the, the COVID-19 is absolutely a big catalyst for this change to happen. Sure. And, and going back to what, what, what an earlier point, why do you think mm. the UK has been slower than, you know, the industry across the pond in in this type of technology? What, what's 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 been the resistance to it in terms of, is it the customers? Is it is it is it the businesses? Why are we behind the curve in this? I think there's there's a there's a whole number of reasons um, from um, sort of uh, geographical. So in terms of communication and things like that, you know, the ability to get Wi-Fi into some. I mean, if, if you take pubs for example, some of these are lovely old buildings in the middle of nowhere. 
um, thick walls and everything else. Um, Wi-Fi hasn't worked in them. They're often in, in, in locations where the sort of the phone signal isn't great either. So really, and there really hasn't been the need for for it. Um, they're often smaller outlets as well. So um, pub landlords, restauranters um, have just, you know, used the, the, the whole principle of um, come to the bar, order, and then go and sit down again. Whereas, uh, and you know, whereas that's not the case, that sort of scene is not so prevalent in the, in the US, perhaps. Um, that might be one of the reasons. Um, I also think there's something around the fact that uh, people like the idea of service, somebody walking to the table. So if you take the top end restaurants, for example, they're very much about using um, a pad and paper walking to the table, delivering, you know, being very engaging with the customer, chatting to them, writing down some specific requirements, um, and so delivering through that method. Um, and then the kitchen is then geared up to those sort of checks as well. So, you know, the paper check coming in, understanding in which section it goes. And, and so the, the adoption of the technology requires a change in, across all areas, from the waiting staff through to the kitchen, through to the uh, to the end consumer as well. So it's just been that sort of there hasn't been the absolute necessity to move away from that sort of legacy way of operating. Um, as I say, this COVID-19 is the catalyst because it's sort of there is your necessity presented front and centre, whether it's legislation that's forcing it or whether it's uh, consumer confidence that you're trying to to gain by having this technology. Um, you know. I, that's probably why we, why we're seeing the the radical change that we are. Sure. I mean, in terms of consumer confidence, um, is it because they think it's it's cleaner, it's safer? Is is that why you know, as, as, to, to to mobile ordering as opposed to picking up a menu? Is that part of the reason why you think adoption would, would be much stronger now? Yeah. I mean, we look. We commissioned some research in this just to you know um, questioning a, a whole number of. Um, people on the on streets in restaurants and everything else and 67% of everyone uh, that we interviewed said that it was undoubtedly a cleaner and safer experience ordering food through your own device mm -hmm. so that is most definitely you know uh, 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 evidence that in these times where people are very conscious about this stuff then, um, you know, there's, there's, as we say, evidence there to prove that the consumer believes this is a better way of operating. And obviously, mm. safety is, 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 is front of people's minds at the moment, because obviously we're, we're in a pandemic still. Yeah. And there's a nervousness about, about eating out. One would hope that in time, um, whether there's a vaccine or whether, or whether it, this just, just, just naturally goes away, um, mm. that people will be, again, maybe less concerned about safety in the future or it won't be as front of mind. Um, will there be, do you think this is a, this is a short-term reaction to, to, to wanting to use uh, this kind of technology or do you think this is the gateway and once people are in and, and are getting used to it, they'll see further benefits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I think that's a really good point. And I, I, uh, that was my original concern. And I absolutely thought that um, that might be the case. But I, uh, having spoken to a number of hoteliers and uh, restaurateurs and uh, people, you know, anyone who's using any sort of uh, um, food outlet, 
what we're absolutely seeing here is that there, this is a long-term shift and not just a short-term shift for a, for a whole number of reasons. I mean, um, you know, first of all, in a lot of these outlets, then getting hold of staff is going to be a challenge or is a challenge at the moment. So staff shortage is a big challenge. Therefore, you have to figure out how on earth can I take the orders satisfy the guest journey through um, through their meal um, through their experience whilst they're they're here um, serve them efficiently and accurately and and all of these things so um, and have as little interaction with them as possible so they are comfortable and and feel feeling safe but not um, you know uh, but, but, but not sort of having poor service so uh, you know what we're seeing here is is a device that comes into the restaurant, enables the customer to order at their own pace. They can sit down at a table um, at the moment they walk in, order some drinks um, as soon as they're ready. They can order the food as and when they're ready. Um, and then, you know, and when they pay um, or when they wish to leave, they can effectively get up and walk out. Again, more evidence has shown that typically when somebody is sat in a restaurant and wants to leave, wants to pay to, to obviously to enable them to leave, they're waiting anything between 12 to 17 minutes before um, uh, b before they, they actually get the check and, and pay. So there, there's a delay there. So I'm thinking you you know, well what we're seeing is absolutely people being able to um, enjoy their um, their experience a whole lot more because they're in control of, of their destiny as far as time is concerned. So that's really helping them. And then for the operator, I suppose that you know it's driving efficiency for them. And, and again, this is seen um, uh, with the limited amount of evidence that we've got because we've only been sort of up and running now for for one weekend. Really, people have been back in restaurants and everything else, and that's been um, you know. A, on average, a 10% uplift in the check value um, that, that that people are um, ordering when they, uh, you know, when they visit a restaurant. So, so hopefully, it'll make the guests feel better, more comfortable, dealing with stuff at their own pace, and it'll make the operation in the uh, in the restaurant, um, bar, uh, whatever it is, um, far more efficient and slick, and enable the staff to focus on the sort of food delivery, taking it to the table, make sure they're happy and everything else, rather than running around taking orders and um, you know and making payments. And beyond payments, the benefits to businesses must be great in terms of being able to collect customer data and maybe being able to offer loyalty and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right there, and you can really see, you know, we we're, we're sort of planning how what the future kind of looks like here, and, uh, and and what people will be doing. And once people have overcome the initial barriers of using tech um, in the restaurant environment, because don't get me wrong, we're totally aware that there are some barriers there. You know, it, it is radically different from what people were doing um, in sort of December and January time when they were visiting restaurants and bars, etc. But when you consider what the possibilities are going forward from here, once everyone's sort of fully engaged with this sort of platform, the, the, as I say, the, the, the options are endless. You know, there'll be guest recognition, real personal recognition. As you walk in, suggestions of, of what you've had in the past, perhaps, or, you know, based on the um, your profile as far as allergens are concerned or whatever, you know, menus that are automatically chosen for you perhaps or loyalty that, that, that is driven or even things like you can be in the restaurant, you can be ordering your food, um, you could, uh, and, and, and then as soon as you've finished, you can sort of suggest to you or give your feedback on, on the food items. 
so therefore now the the kitchen can start um, very quickly analyzing which dishes are good which dishes aren't good um, you know how particular dishes could be improved because people have put suggestions and feedback on there but in, in a more constructive way as well people might really like the uh, the, the, the dish that they've had, they may be able to download a recipe for exactly and, and, and take that home. Um, they can then uh, engage with that restaurant for takeaway and things because the whole sort of online shop experience, if you like, that retail have become so good at will extend further into the food and beverage industry as that they all look for additional sources of revenue as undoubtedly the, the occupancy levels um, w will be less going forward because obviously these places won't be as crowded uh, as they were before because there'll be greater distancing between tables, etc. So um, I think we'll see a real sort of um, uh, shift here um, in, in, in the technology that, that pushes the boundaries of the restaurant well beyond the physical boundaries that they're currently experiencing into more of this digital world where they're, they're engaged with the restaurant, look up recipes, look up their, their own loyalty, um, be able to shop online for maybe the ingredients or even the dishes or, you know, how, however, however they wish to do that. So I can see this really um, extending um, in the long term, once this is once the initial phase of this uh, challenge has been overcome, in terms of I've got to sit down at restaurants and get out my mobile phone now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the kind of, mm. the, uh, the, the barriers or the perceived barriers that customers have. Um, mm. in, what what are what are the specific ones? Is it that they they don't want to use their phones? Is it that, that this that they see maybe going to a restaurant as a, as a as a space where they don't want to use their phones, they want to escape you know being on their phones? Is it that they don't want to to be to feel that they have to download lots of different apps for lots of different restaurants? What 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 do you think were, were the biggest barriers are, and and yeah. have they changed because of the pandemic and and how are restaurants kind of overcoming these? Yeah, well, well, so th there are a number of um, there are a number of challenges there, and um, um, the, the, they range from um, people wanting to um, you know, well, people wanting to order food are going into some restaurants and have, absolutely having to download an app to start with. So that's the first no. You can't you can't buy you can't sort of be using one of these um, products if you have to physically download an app because obviously people. Um, on average, use about nine apps on a, on their own device, so um, they can't be downloading an app for every restaurant they go and visit. So um, that's the first sort of initial barrier, I suppose. Um, l luckily, we've developed our application. It's well, not luckily, but it was planned that way, um, so that it is not downloadable. It's um, what we call a, um, it's a web app, so it's non-native. It doesn't sit on the device. You simply scan a QR code, and that fires up the. Uh, the, the menu straight away but um, so th that's uh, I guess a, a technical barrier that we've overcome um, you know and then there's the, the I, I guess the fundamental one is that people go out to restaurants to um, uh, have a break get away from technology the workplace and everything else and having to get out your phone to to order may be perceived as uh, as a barrier as well because that's 
um, you know, that's not the purpose of it. It's hopefully to sort of give yourself some time to shut yourself away from the rest of the world and have a bit of um, uh, a more intimate experience, perhaps with your with with whoever you're dining with, with friends, family, whatever that is, um, and 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 escape that that the, the pressures of work or whatever. However, again, so we commissioned some some research here, and and 55% of people said that um, it was a less stressful. Experience ordering food through a mobile device because there weren't the health concerns, etc., around menus and things like that, um, or also having to sort of wait for waiter or waiter staff to come and um, uh, you know attend the table to take a drinks order, to take food order, as I said earlier, to um, you know wait for the the bill to arrive and things like that. So uh, th those are, I mean, I think fundamentally using the technology. Um, has to be a concern, has to be a barrier, but I, I, I don't think it's as, I think that's a perceived barrier and won't be, an, as you say, an, an actual barrier. Everyone's sort of talking about the new norm or whatever, but well, this is, a, this is an absolute um, example of what the new norm will be. I mean, um, we were in, we, as you say, we were having an experience prior to COVID, which meant there was no engagement really with technology when you went to uh, a bar, restaurant, pub, hotel or whatever. Um, as a consumer and now it'll be everywhere you know and everyone will expect to use this sort of technology and so we will look for the benefit and, and look to enhance uh, the customer journey the guest experience whatever that is through the use of this technology and um, by making them feel more secure as you say um, by uh, using their own device rather than something else but all the other sort of uh, um, pieces sort of come into the equation here as well you know in terms of operational efficiency in the in the properties they, they won't have to um, you know they won't be printing out menus or adjusting them every time there's a dish that is changing or the, or a pricing change I mean for example um, uh, the Chancellor yesterday uh, announced a, a change to the VAT well um, all menus um, the, the price includes VAT so now there's going to be a pricing change across all menus so you'd traditionally you'd have had to go and change all of your menus today because there was a change in VAT yesterday uh, and no doubt that will change again um, dishes will um, be you know will will run out and you know there's nothing worse than choosing from a menu where the the lines are scored through it to say we've got none of the the calamari left or the the vegetarian dish is all gone or or, or whatever that might be you know um, so again the efficiency in terms of being able to ensure that the menus are correct will will absolutely um, be good um, there's the environmental piece as well so there's no printing no paper. Um, so, so, so from an environmental and a cost perspective, that'll be good. Um, and, and then on a very serious note, and, and something that is very, very relevant is, is the allergens. I mean, how many times have people been to a restaurant and said, um, I have an allergy to, uh, to X, you know, I'm a celiac, I'm a, a you know, um, I, I have got to have kosher food, whatever that is. And, and then the accuracy at which the, um, the staff are able to say right these dishes contain x or y or you can eat off this menu sir or whatever what will happen now is you will be able to exactly put in the um, the allergen contents for for each dish and so when somebody comes into a, a restaurant you say i've got to eat this type of food i have an allergy to x or y and only the menu items that are relevant to you will, will, will be popped up. So it's almost as if everyone has a, it's like a personal, personalized menu based on their dietary requirements. And in terms mm. of you know, assuming that 
as you say, this becomes a bit more normalised and and mm. people are getting much more used to using technology in, in restaurants mm. and pubs mm. and hotels. Mm. Um, what else might we ex expect in the future from, from kind of customer facing technology in hospitality? What what isn't there yet that 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 now that people seem more receptive to it, people might be developing and, and, and harnessing? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, well, so, so interestingly, um, what we've seen in the, if you, if you take the hotel trade, for example, um, um, the hotel trade have obviously been in the business of an online presence for a long time. And um, they've been they've been distributing their their inventory, their hotel rooms across a platform um, to, to to get as much um, global presence as possible, or, or at least um, uh, a, a much larger geographical presence. So they've been advertising their rooms on things on through what the OTAs, the online travel agents such as um, Expedia, Booking.com, etc. Um, and as a result, they've been paying very high commissions on that. Um, but of course, they have really fought back and made their own presence online much bigger and stronger and had booking engines that um, are, are good for the guests. So the guest has been able to pay and uh, sorry, book through through their own through the hotel's own branded website. Um, that in turn has meant that they've reduced the commission payments that they have been paying to third parties. In the restaurant trade, and what we have seen is. Um, Obviously, the adoption um, of uh, new revenue streams, particularly takeaway menus, and, um, and the, we've seen the rise of people like Uber Eats, Deliveroo, um, again, doing very much what the OTAs did uh, in the early days, where they were um, absolutely filling, uh, fulfilling a need that the, uh, the restaurant had in terms of providing um, sales uh, through their own distribution channels, but they've been charging very high levels of commission. What we're seeing now with this technology is that all, ho all hotels, restaurants, bars, etc., are adopting this sort of technology, um, which then means that they can again offer takeaway, offer um, delivery through their own branded site, if you like, and therefore should reduce commissions. So whilst that's not really much of a discussion point at the moment, I'm sure that um, restaurants, um, etc., will will look to reduce the commissions and make more profitable the the takeaway um, and delivery um, aspect to their to the revenue that they produce. I suppose. So so I, I guess that's one one particular area. Um, you, then, as I said, really the the future of sort of a personalised offering. You know, if you're capturing the uh, the guest details, you know who they are and all that. Um, then you can absolutely offer them a more personalised menu when they walk into the property, um, matching drinks and food, and and um, you know have, having a guest experience that is, is far more appropriate to what they're really looking for. And and, and then I guess finally the uh, a piece that's probably not so um, uh, that's highly emotional to discuss. I suppose would be dynamic pricing. I mean, dynamic pricing exists across. Um, uh, an awful lot of industries, the airline industry, the hotel industry, and things like that. And we see as sort of demand increases um, for a particular product, then so does the price. Um, now, in restaurants, uh, we're we're seeing that um, you know there has always been a, you know a happy hour, for example, which is an example of of dynamic pricing, I suppose, in that in a period of low demand, you know, in, in the hours when people aren't really genuinely, uh, generally in in the uh, 
in the restaurant, the bar or whatever, then drinks have been offered at a lower price. Um, well, you know, we're seeing supermarkets adopting dynamic pricing now. Um, and, you know, some would say, well, uh, you know, a, a packet of flour is a packet of flour and should be the same every day. Well, the, as we just saw during COVID, when it was so hard to get hold of flour, um, then, uh, you know, why didn't the price go up or, or, or down, depending on, on the availability and the demand for these things? And, you know, um, I can absolutely see a time when, you know, um, dishes will be dynamically priced, perhaps. You know, restaurants might may be taking advantage of being more profitable in certain times of the day than others. So, again, highly emotional topic. And, you know, how do you feel when you're eating a dish? Uh, you, your plate of fish and chips for £10 when the guy next to you only paid £5. I mean, that, that's when you take it to an extreme, but that's that's what exists today when two people um, have the two different rooms in a hotel or or the same seat and um, on on the same plane going to a, to a destination. So who, who who knows? But this technology does enable that that kind of uh, topic to at least be discussed and, um, and and make it available should should anyone want it. That was the restaurant podcast. Thanks for listening. And join us again next time.